You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville. I am Jeff Verhelst, and with me I have Krista Brazo. How are you doing, Krista? Great. It's been a little is while. This is like so the speed round. I feel like is. you're talking so fast right is now. Is it? I'm just super nervous. I guess we got a, <laughs> we got another guest here, and I was not in the uh, first uh, iteration of this podcast. Um, with us, we have. Let's start with that. Jamie Diener. There you go. Jamie is the plant coordinator at Countryside. Uh, if you don't know anything about Jamie or what we're going to be talking about, I implore you to please go back and listen to the first episode uh, where we talk about his, uh, I guess, your planning stages of your beekeeping, um, this new lifestyle you've you've come across. I lifestyle. What's a lifestyle? I don't know. I don't know. Hobby. Hobby. Okay. <laughs> Very clarifying uh, statement there. Um, so if you haven't, please go back and listen because we're going to be referencing a lot of the stuff that he talks about in that one. So um, there is no Johnsonville story either because we've already done all that. You don't need to hear any of that. So let's get into the meat and the potatoes of this conversation. The guts, as I like to call <laughs> The guts. <laughs> um, so, Jamie, the last we left you, you were just starting to get into it. You had all your equipment or at least finishing it up. Mm-hmm. And you had you were, ordered the bees. And you were going to get them at the end of April. So let's start with that and let's walk through what's happened since then whole year almost a full year (laughs) so yeah went through i've gone through the whole cycle now so yeah i received the bees probably april i think it was april it's a long time ago but yeah yeah, i received the bees in april two hives put them into their little boxes and let them go um still have two (laughs) sets of bees with a lot of so a success, a success, I would say. Okay, good, good. I know a whole lot. Let's just say I know a whole lot more than I did the last time we talked. Okay, um, good. A lot of it was theory back then. Okay. And there's still a lot of theory, but uh, confirmed a lot of the things that I thought about beekeeping. Um, and it's way interesting. So a lot a lot has happened. Um, I've learned a lot. Uh, I have honey to show for it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, not as much as I'd like, but uh, two hives that are live, um, honey. And still plan on continuing on. Okay. How much honey did you end up getting then out of the two? Two hives, I ended up with uh, 40 pounds. And actually, I had three hives. I had, there's a lot, I started with two. (laughs) And then I ended up with three through splitting some of them out. Oh, okay. Splitting a large hive into another hive. And then I lost a hive probably a couple weeks ago. I'm I'm almost disheartened here. So, yeah. what happened to your other hive? How does that happen, or what? Um, so, I think I was overzealous on taking honey. Probably okay. took the, the hive that I lost was an original hive. So I t- let's, let's start with number that. them. Let's, let's number yeah, them. one, num- two. Yeah, hive okay. number one. Um, in let's go way back. Okay. Let's <laughs> dial. Let's <laughs> dial it back. Okay. Let's go way back. Way so back. we go. So the first hive did was. Um, did really well. It flourished. Um, it was doing really well, and I eventually got to a point where, if you don't do something with them, they will end up swarming. So people hear of a hive swarming and they think that they're attacking or something to that effect. What's really happening is bees are um, 
multiplying in hives. So what the hive gets overcrowded, okay. and then what happens is Mother Nature takes over, and the queen lays more queens, and she takes half the hive, and she leaves, and she leaves half of the hive behind, okay. and they go find another home. Gotcha. So I knew that they were doing really well, and I decided to split some split some of the bees out and create another hive. So I bought another queen. I took some mm. of the worker bees out. I started a third hive, and the other hive wasn't doing quite as well, and it actually swarmed naturally after, but that's a whole other story. Maybe <laughs> we'll get into it or not. Okay. Um, but so then I ended up with three. And okay. The, now the, the one that was doing really well, I think I took too much honey. Okay. And they ran out of food, I think. So, so do they just fly the coop, basically? No, they were all the, just they plain died? dead in the oh. bottom of the oh. bed. So, wah, wah. Wah, 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 yeah, <laughs> so that wasn't good. That, that is not good, no. No. So I, have, I still have two, which is good, so I'm back to where mm-hmm. I originally started. And a lot of people are becoming beekeepers because people are having difficult time, or bees are not making it through the winter. So it used to be where probably about 15% of the hives died through the winter just through natural one reason or another sure. and now it's almost reversed where f- maybe 15 30 percent of hives make it through th- oh, the winter wow. so if i okay. get one hive to make it through the winter i'll probably be happy okay so are you now in the winter stages of this whole thing then yeah beekeeping okay. is over usually late fall is when you harvest honey so we did that we did it a little bit later um i was i don't know if that was part of the mistake that i made mm-hmm. if there's a beekeeper that's listening to this and <laughs> and tell what I did wrong, I'd be yeah. appreciative of a phone call. Yeah, yes, he would very much like to know. Yeah. Um, but So we harvested probably last week of September, maybe first week of October, and then you kind of get into the preparing the hive for wintertime. Okay. And um, that means if you take honey, usually you feed. So I fed uh, a sugar water solution to, uh, to the bees up until this point so wrap them up and some of the i didn't get to a lot of that because my summer or my fall was pretty pretty busy yeah but okay didn't you at one point we we talked about this in the sensory kitchen and that's why i said we have to do a follow-up yeah didn't you think you lost a queen i did i did lose a queen okay it's so hard you know going back over all this so many things have happened over well the it's your first season the, too yeah. so like all the weird things so happen it's a blur yeah. at yeah. this point you know, and that's what you hear when you hear from people that take on beekeeping that there's, it's not, it's a science, but it's as much art as it is a science. And there's a lot of different things that happen that are just, it's hard to really pinpoint what happened. But yeah, so I lost a queen on the other hive, hive number two. Gotcha. Um, and I don't know how. I treated them for mites. That's a problem <laughs> that happens for bees. And I don't know if I, if somehow I killed one or they call it rolling where you're, if you go in the hive and you're doing an inspection and you lift out a frame, who knows where the queen is? There's mm. there can be up to sixty thousand bees in there, and when you have a frame full of bees, you could drop it down on her. So sure. eventually, I realized that there wasn't a queen, and so I had to hurry up and find one, purchase one, and put put one back in there. Okay. Because if you don't, eventually they'll just disperse. Yeah, they'll die. No, oh, they'll, they'll die. die. Yeah, okay. they'll just. A lifespan of a bee in the summertime is roughly six weeks, and if you have a queen for less. You know, for that period of time, they're gradually dying. They have a life cycle. Yeah. They do different jobs as they're born. You know, as they're born, they start with one job, then they move to another, they move to another, and the last is out foraging. Okay. And eventually those foragers die, and they just, the cycle doesn't have any new bees coming in, and they'll. Because there's no queen to make new ones. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. So has your family gotten to do it now? Because, I mean, 
I think there's with every project or hobby or whatever, there's a lot of like hype and excitement around it because it's really not the hard work hasn't really started because it's just an idea at the time. But I mean, are your kids and your wife really into the idea of going out and, and getting the honey and all that or is it just kind of you at this point? No, I've had certainly have interest had have had interest from my kids. Um, if you look at our safety calendar, my daughter picked or the safety calendar for 2019. For I did Countryside has got a picture of, that my my daughter drew. My oldest daughter drew of of us beekeeping together. She's come out um, and helped. Okay. My younger daughter, my middle child, she's shown some interest. She hasn't come out. My wife has come out a bunch mm-hmm. of times. We'll go out and check them frequently. So okay. you they. They almost become, it sounds weird, but they almost become kind of kids. A hive does. They're right, they're right in my backyard. So I would come home, and if the my mom, or my or if my wife and my kids were done um, eating supper, I might grab supper quick and run out and see how they're doing and sure. see what the latest and greatest <laughs> updates are. Well, it's no different than, uh, like, Jamie Schmelzer with his pumpkin. You know, yeah. like, you're constantly you're going out, and you're it, looking at yeah. it. And, I mean, yeah, it's weird to say the bees or a pumpkin would be one of your kids, but it becomes ingrained in your life and in within your family that it, it's almost natural, right? Yeah, it's it, it has needs. You have responsibilities. Well, it's like a pet. And, yeah, like a pet. Exactly. Like a job. You got to get out there and take care of those bees. <laughs> Builds responsibility. Builds Jamie. responsibility. There was actually a story that was kind of funny. My wife was at home. It was a, I think either a Saturday or a Sunday. It was a weekend, and she was working in our garden, and all of a sudden she heard this like tremendous buzzing sound and the beehives are maybe 50 yards from the garden and I was off doing something else and she texts me and she says I think your hive is swarming or something and um, all of a sudden she said she saw this big huge cloud above the hives and all of a sudden they went over the top of her like maybe four or five feet and just like probably 30,000 bees 20,000 bees so she saw the one hive number two that I was talking about she actually saw it swarm went over the top went over the top of our house and like across the road and was like gone. She said it was the most amazing thing she's ever seen in her entire life, actually. So, so she, and then she texts me and she's like, I just think they left. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like a kid ran away. Well, not me, not a kid like ran away. Like your dog ran away. Dog <laughs> ran away. Yeah, dog <laughs> ran away. Get them back. <laughs> Bring some honey or yeah. sugar water yeah. or something. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, any significant stings to speak of? Yeah, yeah I was stung several times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you do. Um, I wore the whole get up, you know. At least a jacket, a jacket with gloves and with a hood. A net, yeah. Yeah. And you get, you can go in, if you smoke them, you can go in and you can lift up barehanded and not get stung. But if you don't go in and smoke the hive, which calms them down, you'll, there's a strong possibility you're going to get stung. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're smooth, you don't clunk anything, they're fine usually, but there's an occasion where if you don't, haven't smoked them, you better, you best be wearing gloves probably. Sure. And uh, they'll sting. Probably the the most significant thing I've I got was I had I was working on had done some stuff I'd gone out there I didn't smoke them I just was kind of in and out of the hive and I had driven I have a like a Plurus Ranger and I had driven that back to my shed and I jump out and I thought all the bees were gone and all of a sudden out of like nowhere one just comes flying it charging across. Oh. Flying across the garage and like stings me right in the side of the face. Like, oh, yeah, I, follow, I followed you. I, I know where you're going. I know where you live. I was like, that was supposed to freaking happen. I was thinking like a cartoon or something. Yeah, like that. yeah you yeah, just yeah, picture right. like this little bee rogue. rogue yeah, I'm, rogue I'll get him. Like, I'll, I'll get him, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll remind him. Oh, he was a hero, though. He, he thought he was. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. I probably have gotten stung. You're going to get stung. I've probably been stung maybe 15, 20 times. Oh, Jeez. 
Yeah. It sounds like a lot, but I suppose it's over the course of a couple months, yeah. so you don't really think of it versus you getting stung at all. develop an allergy, once. though, if you get stung enough times? Yeah, I think the way that it usually works is either you become more immune or you become less, less immune, immune, one or the other. And I, f- Fingers crossed. It feels like I'm becoming more immune. It still okay. hurts, I'm not going to lie. but Maybe you become part B. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. That's possible. Yeah, Our possible. 15th episode, five, yeah. 10 years, 15 years whole. later. Yeah. <laughs> Things are great. Yeah. It's so weird. That's weird. That's weird. And I hope other people are laughing about it because I've seen I'm the sure. fly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they made a documentary about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's called it happened. Oh mm. man. Um, so what are your big plans for next year? Um, kind of the same thing or what, I mean, what are your big takeaways from the year? Yeah, well, we talked about the, har- the harvesting, the honey process, right? And you said that, didn't you tell me that you would have done it differently? Um, it was a lot harder or man- more yeah, manual. Yeah, it was a lot of work. It was a lot yeah. of work. I did it with my neighbor. My next door neighbor is a beekeeper, and his cousin is as well. And we did it together. Um, and it's a ton of work. You know, there's they make hive. I used to think there there's these things called I can't remember what they're even called, but they're a hive where you don't have to like do any of the. You don't have to take them out. You just like t- twist a button and they it's like a flow hive or something like the that. Honey flows out honey of it. Flows or right out of it. Oh you wow, don't have okay. To do anything. And I thought that was like really dumb. <laughs> smart but dumb. You know, and like that seems like a really lazy way yeah, out. Yeah, the easy way. How do you feel about it now? <laughs> pretty smart actually, because it's a lot of work. It is a ton of work, and the honey is, it's obviously sticky. Everybody, but at a whole nother level when you like are working with it in a you know in big tubs and you're trying to take it out and it probably took us three or four people. We had uh, honey from, uh, I think, six hives, say, and it took us probably less time to spin it out than it did to actually clean up. So it's like a oh. centrifuge kind it's of a, thing, it's right? It's exactly yeah, what okay. it is. You okay. take, you know, a lot of people have probably seen it at one point or another, but, yeah, the hot knife through the through the wax, and then you stick it in the centrifuge. This one is a 10-frame 10, 10 uh, centrifuge, oh, okay. so you can put 10, 10 frames in there. And out of one... F- Hive, you probably get maybe 30 or 40. Depending on if they're big ones, small ones, you get like 30 or 40 pounds of honey. Okay. So it spins up, it takes maybe 10 minutes. It depends on how thick the honey is, what kind of honey mm-hmm. you have. And yeah. Hmm. Oh, so that's what you were expecting more. So you had two more. hives and you had about 40 pounds. So you were expecting yeah, more expecting, like 80 or something. Yeah. Like I think okay. the world record, if the, I, I think, is like 200 sure. and some odd pounds out of one hive. Wow. wow. Yeah, those so, are like and to put jinx. it into perspective. Yeah, jinx. There's like, you, they said that in the other episode. That's why I'm laughing. I think there was there was that did happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe maybe like a five gallon pail has fifty or sixty pounds. You, you had said that in the other uh, when I listened. Um, was it? Yeah, you said five gallons was about forty or okay. So, so maybe it was fifty. I had like whatever, maybe but. three quarters of a five gallon pail, which okay. is about. Was like thirty five pounds or sure. Th- it makes about that, but at least people that gives people an idea of how much it was. So, and that's raw honey then. Yeah. And so you, what do you do after that for processing? So we just um, filtered it. We okay. use a small like cheesecloth or like yep. a screen. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how many how how many microns. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't um, do a lot. We didn't filter it a lot. People okay. that want local honey usually want to have some of the particulate in there. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to. Gain some immunity if you're eating lo- local honey because mm-hmm. you're ingesting pollen and so forth from yep. your area. So the people that I don't know which end of the spectrum on, I would like it to be clean so that there's not stuff float- floating <laughs> <Yeah>. in it. <laughs> right? But you still get the benefits of having local honey. So, so we didn't filter it a lot. 
Like a medium kind of. Whatever. I'm pretty sure I've bought honey that I saw a partial bee in it. I yeah. mean, <laughs> some people like it's just want it that is. way. They, yeah. don't, they want it totally raw. Yeah. They don't want anything taken out of it because they want all like the wax thick. and the. You yeah. have to use a spoon to like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like cloudy a marmalade. And, okay. Is that a good word? <laughs> Molasses? Maybe is that a better. Uh, like that thick? What, what was the first? No, I didn't marmalade. I don't know. I just that's really I just randomly yeah. said like words. Jam. <laughs> I was ma- jam. well, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like a you know, like marmalade where you got little bits of like the fruit and stuff in it. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I can't really even come up with a comparison. I like mean, molasses, like real thick, like corn syrup. It's thick, it's, but it doesn't have any. It's it thicker have than any that. Little stringy <laughs> stuff in like marmalade. Does. A couple bee, you know, wings. Yeah, a little, couple stingers. No big deal. Yeah. It's all. <laughs> it's all. It's all the same. Um, so then what did you guys do with it? Then you had a, you said you had the big pail and you, you, you jar it up or you give it away? Yeah, we jarred it up right away because okay. it tends to crystallize over the course of time. The more mm-hmm. pure the honey, the more, I think the quicker it crystallizes. Yep. So we put it into two pound and one pound jars okay. and probably okay. gift it for holidays. And sure. I don't have enough necessarily to, to sell it or anything like yeah, that at this yeah. point. But is that a, is that a plan of yours though to do the farmer's market thing? Cause I know you, you talked about that in the last episode. So maybe your plans changed. I don't think I will do anything with marketing at this point. Okay. You know, my, I think the game that if I continue, I'll plan to continue sure. and expand. Um, I th- I'm thinking next year, maybe doing four to six hives. Oh, and you can split the ones you have then or buy well, new. We'll see what ends up happening through okay. the year. If I get one, I'm thinking of what probably, makes it through the winter. Yeah, <laughs> probably yeah, buy that's, three. A good, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably buy three. And if I end up with, all of them dying, I'll end up with three. If I end up with five because I have two left, then that's sure. probably where I'll end up. But sure. I don't plan on doing the farmer's market. I don't have. I already have enough hobbies with time. I don't yeah, plan on spending true. time at a farmer's market. But if there's – I'm a part of the beekeepers association, so what a lot of people will do is just kind of pool it. Oh. And if you have a person that goes to a market, I'll just oh, sell it sure. to them probably for a little less and let them put the markup on it yep. and, and spend the time. The, re- yeah, that makes sense. Doing the retail stuff. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm – it's interesting. It takes time. Um, we'll see. we'll see. It just might help offset some of the costs yeah. of like the new uh, queens and the the time and the energy you do it. At least you can kind of like offset that. I guess that would be my thought. I started putting together a spreadsheet. I don't know why I do this. I'm not this necessarily this type of person, but I started putting together a spreadsheet. I'm like, I want to see how much this is costing. Sure. And I don't think my wife will listen to this, but if she does, it, we broke even. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't break even. Jamie's giving the, the, the slash across the throat. Yeah. It did not happen. Would you have to sell stuff to break even? That's true. That's <laughs> well, true. Yeah, okay. we're totally in the hole right now because we haven't sold it, uh, anything. So I guess the other question I have is, so you, you had two hives, then you built a third one, or did you already have a third one built? And then are you going to build more now for your bigger plans here? So I, I had... Built like enough boxes, but I hadn't bought like the base. I hadn't built okay. the, like the tops, the covers, all that stuff. So I bought some stuff. I didn't buy any of the boxes, any of the wood stuff. I I built, but like you put a little queen excluder thing in there to keep the queen from going up into the honey. And so I bought a lot of extra stuff. I borrowed a couple of things from my neighbor because mm-hmm. it was like it was one of those things where I wanted to do it quickly and sure. needed to do it quickly. So I borrowed some stuff from him. Suppose it was already April. Got to get it going. Yeah. Well, this when I did the split, it was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of June or something like that. It was oh, when you, the summertime. When wow, I did so that the was split. pretty quick that that one grew to, to yeah. be that big. I, that's one thing I learned is that to uh, really pay attention to how they're doing. I think one of the things that contributed to them um, having both hives swarm was that they were too hot. I found, okay. you know, after they swarmed and I'd done some YouTube and some reading, it seems that 
that I didn't have probably enough airflow through the hives and that the bees were getting really hot. Mm-hmm. And there was it was a, a lot hot of them in summer. There. Yeah, and I think that that might have contributed to it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Like I went back to that science and art thing. It's one of those things where you don't really know sure, what sure. you're not doing right, but you have to try some things different. So I built some. This year I'm building. This winter I've built a couple already, but some screened um, top covers so that the airflow can it can go through. There's it. more airflow. Yeah, yeah it creates more airflow without getting too. Well, heat detail. rises, so if yep. you have a screen on top, the heat will yep. go out the top, right? Yep. Um, so I become a kind of a sorry. I become no, kind of a somewhat of a, a amateur hive engineer. W- yeah, woodworker. <laughs> you become a. Wo- I maybe yeah. mentioned in the last one. They become a woodworker, but I've spent. I I can see that my this winter is turning into another winter of building stuff. You can buy it, but again, I well, you said you. Bought all the tools, so you know yeah. a lot of the cost is in that, and then you can just make as many as you need to really with it with a decreased cost. Yeah, going back to and that, and you can make it exactly how you want it. Exactly. Yeah. True. With a spout, maybe this time with a little spout and a, little <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a drip pan or whatever. Is that? You it's like a maple syrup. You just <laughs> screw the spout into just the t- tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or take it off <laughs> like one of those Gatorade tubs. <laughs> just, just take it off one and put it on another. Honey just flows <laughs> out just of it. Just, just that easy. <laughs> yeah, just that easy. Nature. I, I found um, myself like making stuff last minute too, though. I was like, oh man. So I'd be in the wood <laughs> in my shop making stuff and yeah. like, try to make a bunch of stuff this year. Did you do anything special to the hives then for the winter? Did you? Because I know you talked about the condensation and the moisture and all that. Yeah, Are I've you got taking s- precautions. I am taking precautions. Yeah, I. I built a couple of, it's like a three compartment box that has wood shavings on two sides and like a spot to feed them in the middle. So okay. it's like picture a box that's however big a bee box is and then by about like 12 feet or 12 inches tall. Yeah, not 12 feet. I was like, I was 12 like, inches. Wow. 12. That is a big condominium yeah, for those. Yeah, <laughs> not that so, and it's divided into equal thirds and then the middle part is like screened where the bees can eat sugar. Eat sugar water then. Yeah. And it's actually like a candy board. Oh, okay. Where it doesn't have water because the wintertime it'd freeze. Oh, yeah. sure. But I didn't get to it in time. So it's sitting on my bench, b- getting ready to be installed as soon as it gets nice out. So actually, this weekend, I think it's supposed to be semi warm. Mm-hmm. My plan is to, the okay. two that are alive, to get in there and, and put those two on. Sure. And then I will insulate. So right now, they're not insulated. Some people put like insulation on the outside. Yeah, or wrap them or something. Like wrap them. Like you can get like a, uh, like a blanket for like a hot water heater. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's like thicker. It's like insulate, like insulation. You can buy those, or and they're mm-hmm. black, and so you just put it over the top, and because it's black, it attracts sunlight, and yeah. it kind of keeps it more warm. Okay. And they just go dormant during yeah, the winter. Yeah, they go dormant. Okay. Yeah, they go into some sort of phase. There's a name for it. I don't remember what it is, but kind of like bears, they hibernate. They hibernate. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because a lot of people, a lot of beekeepers, will go out there apparently and knock on it. Because when you knock on it, they start to buzz because they wake get up. irritated. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Wake up. Okay. But it shows like if you do that, that probably for four hours they kind of are in a less dormant state and they eat more honey. And when, uh, the more honey they eat, the less, the more likely they're going to run out of honey. Yeah, less So you don't want to go out there tapping them, on, uh, tapping on them all the time to see if they're sure. alive. Mm-hmm. Some people invest, like, thermal imaging cameras to, like, look at the hive to see if how many, you know, there's if, it's, heat there, if there's probably. heat in there and yeah. how much heat and determine whether or not. We want to talk to Mike Chappie. He might have something for you. Does he have something? I think so. You might be able to borrow that or something yeah. <laughs> for, a, for a day. I've seen, like, you can buy, like, hive monitoring systems that go in wow. there. I'm not that Yeah, here. that I, it's getting I way deeper to, than I thought it was going to get, yeah. you know. Some people build, like, the, the huge people that have tons of hives, if they don't take their hives to Florida in the summer or in the wintertime, or, in, yeah, in the wintertime, yeah. um, they'll build, they have big sheds, and they'll put them all oh, along sure. in this big shed. 
I actually contemplated doing that, putting it in a shed. If you put them in a shed and the lights are always off, it's almost like perpetually dark, you can kind of regulate the temperature and block the wind. Okay. So that you have less, just less stress on the hive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And but you can control the humidity probably a little bit better yeah. that way, too, without yeah. the snow and all that. People take their hives to Florida in the winter? Yes. <laughs> they, it, you guys talked about it in the last episode. We did. Because I literally just listened oh, that's to it before right. we recorded I'm glad this. I was at remember. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then they, they bring them in, for those of you listening that maybe didn't listen to the other, then they take it into the, to like Texas or Florida or Georgia or whatever and put them in like peach farms or whatever and help. Oh, and they pollinate them. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like a... Two season business kind of thing, and so. I guess if you have enough hives, you can put them on a pallet and get them to a place, and they'll take them down for you. You know, if you have, mm-hmm. if you have one or two or three, like I do, it doesn't really pay to mess around. They don't want to mess sure. around with that. But if you had say forty of them, you can get on a truck and they'll take them down for you and yeah. bring them back. Hmm. Wow. Do they pay you then for that? I'm not sure. I haven't looked okay. into. It. I th- I would. Th- I would imagine they would. Right. You you're would pollinating pay. their my, crops. My but guess is they might split the. Because they'll split down there. The, the game is that you take them down there, and then there's you split them to bring them back to sell. To you know, I said I was going to buy three oh, of them. Split them. Yeah. So they'll split go the down hive. there, and they'll grow them up in the winter time, and mm-hmm. then they'll split them out. And may, my guess is that they take years down there, and they maybe split them out, yeah. and they use that as profit. They, I don't. I yeah. don't I have no they idea. They could turn two into four. You get three of them. You and get, they I keep get my one. back, and yeah. I take whatever you had. Sure. They survive the winter and. Yeah, that's like true because it's it's like you it's benefit and they benefit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially with all the stuff you're doing to to get it to be winterized, I guess. Um, yeah, and I talked about you know trying to break even. If you have to buy bees every year, you're not going to make any money, you know, because no. it's a hundred and let's just say it's anywhere from a hundred to hundred fifty dollars, and you have to get, um, I guess like a pound of honey is maybe. I don't know. You can tell I don't sell because I don't know how much <laughs> it is yet. But yeah, I don't like, even know. How big of a jar is that? Oh, probably like the little one, I- like the one that we got the barbecue sauce in. I bet you it's probably yeah, this, it's about this tall. Well, maybe a little bit. If you okay, if you're gonna buy it at like eight Walmart, or bucks, right? The yeah, go to Whispering Orchards or something like that. They're gonna jack the price up. I've yeah. seen a one that small for probably fifteen bucks. So yeah, yeah so I say you get thirty pounds out of it, and it's ten dollars yeah. a pound, three hundred bucks. Well, you spend one hundred fifty dollars on the Queen. bees, and yeah. yeah. It would take you a couple of years to get your money back because the the first year is a big sunk cost yeah, essentially right. of all of it. So, yeah. hmm. Now we're getting to the real minutia here. This, yeah, we're getting down into the detail, the nitty gritty. <laughs> um, and we're I, out of questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have any. Well, no, it's it's one of the. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. What were we gonna say? Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's one of those things where, as much as you you the first episode when I listened to it, you had all these details of stuff that you read and, and YouTube videos. And, and then now it's like, Oh man, a lot of that was wrong. And I guess the idea of is like, I want to ask you questions, but a lot of it's like, well, I tried it this year. It might not work or it didn't work or it did or whatever. And next year you're going to come back and be like, no, that was all wrong. And every yeah. year you're going to come back with more and more information. So I've been trying to do, I'm going to try to do a couple of different things. You know, they see a lot of people do that. I'm going to try two different things on two different hives, mm-hmm. and we'll see which one works better. And I think a lot of it's just no rhyme or reason. And people, based on whatever they figure out, they'll go to that and use that sort of method. And then the other person has a totally opposite experience and sure. uses a total opposite method. Yeah. And there is real no science behind either, or something is totally outside of the control of that person. Is yeah, something else that. happened that they didn't realize. Yeah, whether something it's about their environment, environment or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Area, yeah. technique, yeah. W- Breed of bee, I don't weather. know. Something. Weather. I mean, and that's the other thing, too. Nature is so unpredictable. It's right. not like you're in a lab where you can control all these things. It's literally in your backyard yeah. with 
creatures that are hard to control. I mean, it's not like you can just like, okay, bees, go do this and that and the other thing. And, you know, it's not like a dog you tell it to sit or something, you know. Yeah. They're, bees, make honey. It's now. <laughs> now. Faster. <laughs> More. Don't sting me in the face. <laughs> it's kind of funny. One, yield, I, I yield. think I actually had my wife take a picture of it. When, uh, so I smoked the hive, and you have, like, the frames all lined up, and the bees are, like, they go down, and they're they're eating honey, and that's kind of their thing when you smoke them. But then they, like, want to see what's going on. And they're kind of intuitive, but they're, so they're kind of, I, I think when you smoke them, you know, it's almost like they're on drugs. I yeah. Think. You know, they're kind of like, see, they're uh, totally loopy. out of it. Like, like a little loopy. Yeah. You know? Okay. Maybe they're drunk. I don't know. <laughs> so they go and they eat honey. All of a sudden you like look and they're like lined up in a little line and they're all like, just like peering <laughs> up at you. All in like a straight line. All it's just like looking creepy. like. It's, yeah. It is a little weird. Yeah. Like, he's here again. <laughs> the. I picture the Hello Darkness, my old friend, and yeah. they're all yeah. like looking up. <laughs> oh if Joe was here, he could sing it for me. Yeah, him. yeah, he would be. He yeah. would. It's like the Lord Overseer is <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> I, or like the claw. I, um, that's what I was just thinking, the, the Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> we are chosen. <laughs> the claw. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. So it, it's funny because... The story we talked about was pets, and you bring that up. It's like they have personality. They almost, do. You, know, yeah. and you can. There's funny stories and anecdotes and all that. But one f- one thing you do find is that the hives actually do take on the personality of the queen. So they do have like individual personalities. And I'm not talking like major swings, <laughs> but you have what I'm really talking about is like irritation, temperament. temperament. Yeah. yeah. The queen, based on pheromones, hormones, all that other stuff, will send will kind of create this hive culture where you're either really aggressive or not so mm-hmm. some people actually will take out the queen if it's like a really aggressive and I, you can tell i could tell that the queen was gone one another thing is that when the queen is gone they'll be really irritated i could oh, tell like sure. the minute that i opened up the hive that where i, I lost the queen that Somebody something's wrong. not right because okay. they went from a, a really easygoing hive where you could go in there and they were not too bad and all of a sudden they were like it's they have like the scout bees that will fly at your face so you'll be sitting there and you open up and take off the top cover. There's a cover on the inside. You take that off. And like the minute you pop, I, I popped it and pulled it off to the side. You, you know, you have the little screen on your face. You can just feel them like hitting you. Like they're like little bullets, like really. Yeah. And you could tell like, Oh, they're mad. Yeah. They're upset. Something's not right. And so did you, so then when you got the new bee, or the new queen, did you notice a difference then? With yeah, the you could tell, I could tell, you could kind of tell that when, see, there's a process to put them in. You have to, if you, sometimes they will accept the new queen and sometimes they won't. Okay. And so you kind of go through this process. I get, so I get the queen, put, the, put her in there, and you're kind of judging whether or not they're going to take to the new queen or not. And I could tell when I went in there that they had taken to it because they were okay. much, much more calm okay. than, than they were before. Was there a difference between the two queens then? Or, or was it was it hard to tell, kind of? Or is uh, it all the same, I guess? I th- it's That's a great question. I think that they were... I think this queen was less aggressive. Okay. That this hive that I have now sure. with the new queen is less aggressive than the one was before. So you got good... It's like they went from like just kind of like a medium aggressiveness, not too bad, yeah. to when there was none, they were super aggressive and irritated. And then when the new queen came, they were, they were pretty, They're pretty docile. docile. Yeah. Okay. And the other hive was pretty docile. The hive number. Oh, so this was hive number two. Hive number one was pretty yeah. docile. Uh, hive number three yeah. that I split from hive number one, I would say, is pretty pretty docile. Pretty one good. of the things that I would recommend and that was recommended through books 
and that I saw on YouTube was that if you're gonna if you're gonna get into beekeeping, have more one more than one hive because it gives you something to baseline off. Of. Sure. sure. One thing I figured out when I was doing it was that the one hive was much stronger than the other one was, and you could just kind of see based okay. on them flying in and out, observing and um, how many bees were actually in the hive that one was doing better than the other. Yeah. And if I only had one, I wouldn't probably had any idea. Nothing to compare. Nothing it to, to compare yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I had my uncle. I mentioned the first one that my uncle beekeeps. Yeah. My neighbor does as well, so I was pinging them and asking them, you know, tell me about what yeah. I'm seeing, and we were, we were comparing notes. Sure. And helped. how many do your how many hives do your uncle and neighbor have? I mean, are they pretty about the same size? Okay. So when we went, when we bought, I actually have another uncle. He's a little bit more hands off. The, the one uncle that I always mentioned that is a beekeeper. Mm-hmm. There's another uncle that he keeps bees for. So all three of us had. There's three of us, and all three of us had two. Okay. My neighbor had. Two or three, okay, and ended up with five because he did some splits. Okay. My other uncle didn't do any splits at all. So it's uncles. it's not like one of the, one of them is like a forty hive no, guy no. or anything like that. Okay, no, all right. So you're all pretty much backyard beekeepers. Yeah, almost. my intention it's like, like a good group name. You guys should make jackets backyard and stuff. <laughs> it's like that's like the most overused. Then it's a lifestyle. Oh, like, I thought it was yeah, so cool. You the original. It was yes. It was very good. <laughs> <laughs> very good. So good. Everybody else is using it too. <laughs> well, we were the first one, so that's good to know. No, right. <laughs> sure weren't. We recorded it. Sure yeah. They <laughs> Yeah, like that TM trademark. Yeah, most go. like most a lot of books are like the backyard beekeeper sure. podcast, the backyard beekeeper. So we're gonna start a Ooh, podcast there's now. Podcasts? Well, there's several podcasts. Really? Do you listen to them or no? Yeah. Or do you just pay, pay attention to the off the clock podcast? Yeah. If okay. I can squeeze it in between <laughs> off the clock podcasts. Okay. Well, you guys have been lazy and haven't done oh. much lately, so you know it's been. You hard know, to we're it. going through a transition period. <laughs> Very sensitive about. Yeah, it. Joe just <laughs> left. It's his last day. It was his last day. He skipped out. He was supposed to even be here. Thank God he's gone. <laughs> he's not gonna listen to it. He doesn't care about us anymore. He's not gonna listen. He, to is, wow. he says he's gonna listen. Yeah. So Hi, Joe. That's what they all say. That's what all say. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen. Really glad we had to. We're not too technical. No, but but. that's the point. I think. I think I. I was not on the first episode, but I listened to it, and I was genuinely interested. Like this is something I had no idea about, but it is really interesting. And I had a lot of questions that I. I'm glad I got to sit down and ask you them all. Um, I would say now that now that you're through a season, and if somebody wanted to start, what would you tell them? What would your biggest piece of? I wish somebody had told me this, or I wish I had known this. Um. I say I wouldn't. I'd know this. I joined the beekeep, uh, the beekeepers club, and it was nice. Have a mentor. I had a mentor. Um, you know, joining the beekeepers association was good. Um, but have somebody that you can talk to and that you can get some tips off of. Um, you're going to make mistakes, but be prepared um, to ask questions if you can. Uh, when you see those things happen, have fun. Um, be safe. Be safe. <laughs> Wear your equipment. Smoke your bees. They. They say if you don't have time to smoke your bees, you probably don't have t- time to check them. Sure. So mm-hmm. be deliberate and but mm-hmm. have fun. It was fun. It, yeah. Try it. if you're you know if you're thinking about it, try it. Mm-hmm. Get a mentor. Try it. It, it. It's not that expensive, you know, but it's it's interesting. If you buy the pre-made kits and all that, it's a lot less time too in the setup. You just yeah. buy it and you and then if you don't, you can probably resell it or whatever. It's becoming yeah. one of the most popular hobbies. Um, one of the most the largest growing hobbies. If you go to like Mills Fleet Farm here, there's 
Oh, really? There's a stuff. beekeeping section. There's beekeeping magazines, websites. You know, so it's not. It's becoming a lot more common and popular. Mm. And if you're even thinking about it and you don't know, you know, every beekeeper that I've come across is willing to share information. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things where everybody talks about it and they want to share. <laughs> sure. And so if you ask and you're thinking about it, most beekeepers would say, come along, let's do a hive inspection. Mm-hmm. Most people have an extra suit or something like that to let you watch. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's kind of fun. That's that cool. way to share well, the information. Well, that seems like more and more you're hearing lately the bees are dying. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably driving some of the the reason that people are taking yeah. this up as a hobby. It drove my interest in it. You, you know, it's it's fun. It's a hobby. You get honey out of it. That's cool. And, you know, you're doing your little part to, mm-hmm. you know, help. Well, plus, I mean, this might seem like a weird uh, correlation. Yeah. But, like... Did it feel like your garden did better with the bees there? I mean, that's not a weird correlation. I think I, that's a good question. Okay. I mean, probably not, or you maybe never thought of it, or depends whatever. on what you have in your garden. Yeah, I think, I think that it does. That it did. Um, I had, Anything with my a neighbors flower, got bees right? next, so I don't know if I would have seen the difference. Oh, because sure. I, there's maybe a, bee, oh, a lot right. of bees yeah, here. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. But okay. I think one thing that is to be spoken about is uh, I have some fruit trees and it seems like seem like they did better this year. Oh, okay. and my mom and dad have fruit trees and don't have any bees around. And one of the things that they're having troubles with some of their fruit trees and it seems like, man, my dad was like, man, I think your, your apple or your pear trees are doing a lot better than mine. And okay. we kind of came to the conclusion that maybe it could be that there's not as many bees in that area and yeah. they're not being pollinated. So if I expand Did this year, like I plan to, depending on how my two hives do, yeah. I'm probably going to put a hive or two over there yeah. and see if, that helps if them that helps out, too. Him. Sure. And I'm thinking, my neighbor and I talking about it, I think, you know, maybe we should split up the beat. You know, they're pretty close together. And the more, I don't think that, you see some hive yards have, like, hundreds and hundreds of hives, like millions, literally millions of bees flying around, and then they make it work. Sure. So the few bees that we have, I'm sure, have plenty of food. Oh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, nectar for them. But thinking maybe splitting them up so it gives them a better chance of not having to compete against yeah. each other. And they'll yeah. rob each other, too. If there's a lot of bees or hives that are close, they are they're they only care about themselves. And <laughs> so if you have a hive over by you and you and I figure out that you have honey, I'm not going to go and fly out to all oh. these flowers. I'm just going to come over and it's steal so your honey. Interesting. You know, so if you have hives that are close together, there's a more opportunity for them robbing each other. I almost yeah. think you'd want to work with your neighbors on that, then. They don't care. No? No, they really? don't care at all. No, they you have to really be careful of like if you have a weaker hive, you have to make sure that you have like a there's like guard bees. You want to make sure you have like a reduced entrance. They put an entrance reducer so they don't have a big huge entrance because they have to protect it. Because yeah. if I'm a strong hive and I see that you have all this area and you can't protect it, your front door is wide open. I'm so gonna just fly over and jump in your it. hive and steal honey out. Hmm. So that, that's really interesting. Like yeah. it, it's like. Uh, literally, a, a, like a colony, like and yeah. they have like, like a colony. It is. It's like they're like little right? countries, yeah. and you know they're when they swarm, it's like creating another colony. It's exactly what it is. They're yeah. going and they're going mm. they, overpopulation. They, yeah, overpopulation. I'm going to a different yeah. little island over here, and yep. that's how yeah. America was created. Well, yeah. and it's so America. crazy because you said their <laughs> lifespan is six months. So this is just what they're programmed six to do. Weeks. Six, six weeks. Six weeks. So th- this is just what they're in the winter. They, instinctually, yeah. that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It it is such a. It's so interesting because there's so many complex and parts to it all. And it, it's like you could do this and that, and some might succeed and some might not. And there's so many variables to the whole thing that um, it, it, your first year, it's just so interesting because there's so much to it right yeah. away. You know, and Sounds like some of it is just luck, uh, to probably, be honest, yeah. you know. Some of it is, yeah. yeah. Move the hive three feet over and it might not succeed, you know, and... 
I, the last question I have, and uh, I want to know this. Are you going to plant or think about planting specific you know, plants or whatever in the area to give the honey either A, a different flavor or to um, like help the bees produce more honey or something? You know, because we talked about it, the bees helping the plants. Is there a way to help the plants help the bees? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so I have uh, probably, I have 10 acres. My wife and I own 10 acres, and there's a portion of that 10 acres, probably two or three, that's like planted in trees, and it's got longer grass. Okay. So we've talked about, planting some flowers in there, some wildflowers, um, to help just create some environment. Okay. Um, I've also thought of as another hobby or not even hobby is lavender. Um, yeah, yeah that's because it flavors the honey, right? Am yeah, I wrong? In that? Okay. Lavender no, flavor. It does. Yeah. The same neighbor talked, was talking about his wife's, um, boss actually grows lavender, has a lavender field. That's actually oh, wow. close to my mom and dad. Okay. And he had talked about putting a hive over there. Sure. And having lavender flavored honey. You see that, like, you can get I've orange blossom. Yeah, honey I've heard of it, but I didn't know how honey. Yep, that's yeah, and that's, that's easy to do, or that, a lot of people will works, do. They'll take off the honey that's been made and they'll put supers on, honey supers. That's where the bees put their honey. Um, they'll put those out when the clover is in bloom. Oh, okay. And there's a lot of clover. There's, you know, you have to have, if you're just, if I'm selling at a farmer's market, I can kind of market it where you don't know if it's clover honey or not. Sure. I suppose if you're really good and you know flavors, you can figure Super that out. Taster. Yeah. yeah. But, so if you have, you know, if you have that area that you have a lot of clover and you can kind of say that a, the majority of it's clover mm-hmm. on there, a clover honey, then, yeah. then you can do that. So, but It's just interesting the way you can, it's one of those, I, only recently have I ever known about this, that there's different flavors of honey oh, that depending time. on what, you know, nectar they right. get the, the bees from. Or yeah. Would you harvest and sell the lavender then? Yeah, Chris is really interested. She's smiling. Lavender. (laughs) I I was thinking about taking all the trees. They're not really all that high grown, and they're not doing terribly well. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, maybe like this couple of acres, I could till it all under and plant lavender and have that for the bees, and then have lavender too. I'm always looking for like these little hobbies to retire on. Little side hustles. Side hustles enough to Matt Bears and his ginseng. Yeah, ginger ginseng. 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 Yeah. Did you listen to that episode? I was. I was there. Oh wow. I was there. I lived it. Uh, he no. remembers it, unlike you not remembering my <laughs> yeah, podcast. There's a couple so. of things <laughs> that you I was just like, listened to before <laughs> to make sure that you knew what you were talking about. I think uh, yeah. you should just put a, a hive over by the lavender by yeah. your parents' neighbor. Just steal, you know, steal the <laughs> nectar. They notice if a beehive just showed up. Out just of the, on your on their property, yeah, just there. but like the right corner. on the edge there. Just like Oop. I like them file a restraining order. Not coming over to lavender. I need uh, I need thirty thousand restraining orders, one for each. <laughs> and then they all die, and you got to get thirty thousand more. Just keep on going yeah, yeah it's, oh, there's funny. actually um, some people will take their hives, their hives, their honey supers off of the hive before. You ever seen goldenrod? It's kind of that fall. Oh yeah, golden mm-hmm. color. That's why it's called. Sure. It's, it looks like a rod. Yeah, it's, it's golden, golden. color. Henceforth, yeah, goldenrod. Perfect. Yeah, but some people will take their honey supers off or leave them on until the goldenrod bloom is over. It's kind of like the last flower of the summer. Okay. I'm finding, finding stuff about, about you're learning quite a bit too, here. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. making you a very well-rounded so individual round. here. Learning and growing, <laughs> stretching, and growing. Yep. yeah, stretching. And growing. There you Thank go. You. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So yeah, they'll take them off based on the goldenrod because it's kind of got a different flavor. Some people really like it. Some people okay. don't like it at all. Hmm. But it adds like another flavor on, on yeah. honey. Yeah. You know, 
It's sounding more and more like a lifestyle. It, it really right. <laughs> I was right from the from the get go yep. here. Um, well, the the good thing about all this is that you're gonna have to come on every year and give us you know, I don't know semi annual updates. Maybe maybe in the spring we can get how many hives survived. Sure. Any new plans for the year, mm-hmm. and then we can. You know, I sample. Think you should have it. a honey tasting. Yeah. If yeah. you were smart, you'd have pinged me before this, and I would have brought you in some, uh, and then we could have talked about it. I thought Chris did this, but apparently not. So it's okay. No, I just remember in the first episode saying, I want honey. Yeah. So yeah. I was supposed to do it, and I didn't, you didn't hold me accountable <laughs> yeah. to that. Seven it was months like seven, ago. Yeah. yeah. So the, I did, did you ever get a hold of Mark Hembel about any yeah. of this? Did Mark you? and I have talked about okay. it. Nice. Yeah. I did think we He's should have him come you. in, and we could do like a beekeeping roundtable. There you thought go. that'd be really cool. Matt Dittmer. Matt, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I've had conversations with Matt quite a bit. Yeah. We, so if you're listening right now, if you have any questions for either Jamie, Mark, or Matt, mm-hmm. we'd love to have you send them in. We could do like a little roundtable special here of beekeeping, and uh, we can answer any of your personal questions. I think that'd be really cool. So. Does Johnsonville, oh, we make breakfast sausage that has brown sugar and honey in it. There you I go. I feel yeah. like we're on to something here. Oh, there you go. We could, make <laughs> a, we could make a special batch, like blend, like a 500-pound Zuba, just a Jamie Dieter's honey. <laughs> I better get working. Bees yeah, better get working. Yeah, yeah. You get a couple more hives. We'll, we'll, we'll work. Ten years it. from now, we'll get this all worked. Get over to the tech center. We'll talk to R&D. We'll see what we can whip up for you. That's great. Nice. That'd be cool. Whipped honey. That's pretty good. Have you ever had that? It's okay. a thing. We got to stop. We got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> the honey talk is, is gone too far. Um, all right, Jamie, as usual, uh, if you'd sign us out, uh, and we will talk to you next time. This is Jamie Diener, and you've been listening to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Oh.